Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Mel. Uh, Mish? (laughs) Mel. Okay. All right. Listen. Listen to this. So I'm guessing if, like, we were, like, good at podcasting, we'd wait and we'd do this build-up. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. that's just not us. I like watched GH, I got to the end, and I started freaking out. And there was nobody <gasps> around me to process this. I had right? two, two babies near me that were just repeating what I was saying when I was like, no. <laughs> oh my God. I just had like a two year old going, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, you don't get it. You don't get it. All they were waiting for was for me to. He's like, are you done your show? He wanted to watch Papa George. <laughs> Side note, do you realize that Chase in GH is a detective, but so is Chase in Paw Patrol? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that just occurred to me. So can we just get into that for a second? Because a few weeks back, I was like, why Why is Ava getting acquainted with, you know, the name Phyllis? And then we were throwing out this idea of, like, what if a Port Charles person like Ava, mm-hmm. you know, comes across the knowledge that Sunny is alive? Right. And we were like just randomly talking about that. Mm-hmm. And now we saw what happened. And I mean, like my reaction inside, even though I just kept screaming the same stuff repeatedly, was just I was freaking out because it was so loaded. Her recognition of the voice, not that we know what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. we just saw five seconds ago. She has every reason not to tell anyone. Right? Oh my god! Like I audibly gasped, and then I kept saying, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god!" And that's exactly the thoughts that were going through my mind. It's like, one, did she really recognize who he was? And then it looked like that glimmer, like she did. And exactly that they held back. Oh my god! Okay, when Jax, I'm a little all over the place because I'm so I know because I, I started here. I started here. Right. So, so when Jax said, "Well, she brought up Wiley." And Bobo Jax, and last week, one of our listeners called him a boob, and it really just stuck in my head, because he looked like a boob in this moment, where he's like, I didn't even put it together that Wiley was your grandson. I was like, Jax, stop talking. Ever since this happened at the Metro Court when Sasha's interview ended, stop talking, please. OMG. And that, I think, pushed, like, that pushed over the edge. So now, oh yeah, she's going to, like, keep that tight for a while. But I do think it's interesting, though, you know, the fact that they made a point of acknowledging that everyone forgot about it. You know, Nina acknowledged <laughs> at the gravesite, but she forgot about it. It's true. You know, Jax acknowledged <laughs> and he forgot about it. And I and I really think it's kind of on purpose, you know, like we allowed this bomb to drop about Nell. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to pace it out before it becomes all about Wiley. So I do think it's interesting that they were so obvious about making that distinction. We're like, one bomb at a time, everybody watching. <laughs> this is about now. We'll get to Wiley. Okay, this is why it didn't all come out at the same time. But going back to what you said about Jackson, about just stop talking, is like we were speculating about what could he possibly tell Nina? And can he just go along with Carly's lie? And this is the thing about a character like Jax. And even the category that Elizabeth falls in, you know, like they fall into that category of very like the good and the self-righteous. But this is the problem when the self-righteous think, you know what? I am so self-righteous. I am so good that now that I'm caught, I think the best thing to do is go with like radical honesty. 
be even more <laughs> honest because I am good. And I think that if you can just lay on the good real thick, it'll help. So this is a time where all I saw was somebody who's like, I'm just going to be extra self-righteous and see where this gets me. So he decides to go even more honest. And he just became more honest about like his decision to not tell her and all of his mm-hmm. feelings about it. And I was just like, what are you doing? It would have been best if you just said, I found out yesterday. <laughs> right. Because the Didn't more he kept talking, <laughs> he yes. made it, it looked like, like the energy shifted. He was, he wanted to be the victim that I know that's not what he was doing, but when I'm looking at Nina being strong and telling him to stay away and him being like, this was hurting me too. So to me, in my mind, all I kept hearing Jack say is like, I, 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 like it just became so selfish in a sense, like in the middle of spewing his honesty, he then was trying to put the spotlight on him. It's like, let Nina talk, let Nina process. Once again, just close your dang mouth for a moment. Okay. Other things that kind of went on is just how fast, like the processing happened for Nina because like something about what Jack said was like, cause it starts out with Carly going, we didn't even know she was actually your daughter. Like we knew the necklace, but at the mm-hmm. same time, how can we know this? And right away, Nina was like, Carly's right. We don't actually know if she's mine, but that everything shifted once honest Jack starts going, <laughs> at, but I think she is. At first I, I didn't, oh. but I do now. And then that was the DNA test she needed. And then so she went from she's probably not mine to I am her mother and I must avenge her. So like, true. It happened so freaking quickly. And I mean, look, I'm trying to understand Nina. Like, I do understand even before where she's coming from, like this idea that if somebody was there and I understand Carly's logic. Yes. People were there, but again, Carly's referring to when she was already an adult, you know what I mean? Like she's already an adult. So at this point she is kind of messed up. So the idea that she would receive love, I just think you're, she's right. Carly in the sense that she's not like Carly. She's not like Nina. I mean, she's even more damaged and more twisted. So I agree (laughs) with that point at this point in time, Nell is probably more twisted than than anybody because meeting good people nothing is connecting with her but i agree with nina when she talks about if somebody had intervened even earlier and it's like it's hard to argue with the fact that like well yeah like if the girl grew up and the only thing she knew was like a loving family yeah okay there's a, a decent decent chance but again like this isn't reality like it's not it's not reality and like mm-hmm. but like I had some understanding for Nina, but then today hearing it all over again, I'm like, I'm going to barf hearing this. Like I'm going to barf. Like I do agree with some of what Nina's saying. And I agree with what some of Carly's saying, like in Carly's perspective, it's the fact that Nell terrorized her family actively targeted, you know, Carly for like all the bizarre delusions she was holding, you know, this mm-hmm. logic that she held that Carly, not her father, Not her father that harmed her, not the person that was present in her life, but that Carly is the reason for her life being the way that it was. And then I was super disgusted today hearing Nina say, well, Carly's narrative. Wow. It's not a narrative. It's not a spin. It's all that has existed until the moment you found out Nell was your daughter. And... Carly's right, you know what I mean? And in terms of like how Nina will see this, because Nina is looking at it 
through delusional eyes. I get that it's finding out that it's her daughter, but remember, Nina has had an idea of who her daughter was. When she when she has said the things like my daughter, my child, that is not the same thing as calling Nell your child though. And that's yes. what's happening and that's what's making it really hard for me to watch is that processing Nell's your daughter is one thing, but when you talk about the daughter that you've imagined all those times and when you lovingly say my daughter, you're saying it in this sort of stereotypical kind of way. My daughter, somebody I love, somebody I'm connected with. So to me, it's so weird watching her merge this idea of a daughter and Nell into one and acting like that's real. I agree. It is hard to watch, especially we know Nina's history. We know how deeply she wants a daughter. My, mm, okay, so when she looked at that picture, do you think it's Nell or do you think it's somebody else? Okay, so. <laughs> because so, I, I'm going to lead you to a point after this. <laughs> look, it's rough because I think a lot of people are having a hard time swallowing the pill yes. that Nell is Nina's daughter. Yes. Because it's a crappy ending. You know what I mean? Like, we've all followed Nina's journey, and for it to crash land here, it's upsetting to a lot of people. And we've had our own theories about another possible daughter. Um, so I have heard this idea, but let me, like, if we just reflect for a second of what we actually know and what's been presented to us, we mm -hmm. have Carly's memory. So Car that same girl you saw in the picture. Oh, right. Is Dang the same it. girl that Carly, <laughs> um, saw when she was right. 16 or, or however old. So, I mean, to answer your question, it depends on how they want to spin it. Is it possible that Carly showed up and the girl in the picture is Willow? You know what I mean? Like, I know it's crazy and bizarre. Like, you know what I mean? But like, I don't remember if Frank said this is Nell or whatever, or if it was just a random girl that just showed up into the room. So, I mean, sure, that's possible. It could totally be written that way. We could totally be being tricked right now. Um, but then I, again, like I said earlier, there's just a camp that believe this is it. That's all it's it, like, Nell is her daughter. This is the story. Let's all just accept it. But I think it's hard for all of us to accept it without the DNA. And it's hard yes. to let go of the possibility of the room of Willow or someone else. So the reason I brought up that picture is because I'm still in the camp that believes that Willow has something to do with this, that she's Nell's twin sister or something like that. And the reason I'm saying this is because there was so much mention of the only kid, my only child, the word only, only, I feel like it was like echoing in my head all week and actually made note of it because why does she keep saying that? Like, we know, we know you don't have another kid, but do you? And yes, well, it's Willow, please. Okay. I have no reaction um, to the, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's super perceptive. I didn't like, I, I heard her say it today, but you know what? I, I'm going to go for it. You're always accurate in predicting things anyway. And at the same time, like, even though I mentioned those two camps and, like, Nell's her daughter, again, our original theory was there could have been two. And from what you're saying, I feel like there is. There's just something that just feels kind of weird about this whole situation. Like, this just can't be it. <laughs> right? <I laughs> and, can't. And this, that's just how it feels right now. So for that reason, I'm going to just go with that because... I don't know. It's really hard for me to block out that scene where Willow comes to see Nina in her office mm -hmm. and sees the necklace and has a reaction to it being like, oh, I, and then didn't finish the sentence, but basically like <laughs> had a necklace or saw a necklace or know of necklaces. Either way, <laughs> there was a reaction. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I'm curious as to how that whole thing um, 
will unfold. Also, just to pile on to the things Jax shouldn't say, is that when he had called Nina to, like, apologize, did you notice that he goes, we should have told you? And I'm like, I, I don't uh, think calling her and speaking as a we that uh-huh. doesn't involve Nina is a good idea. Because Carly isn't dating her. Like, you don't see Carly freaking out, being like, oh, my God, is Nina mad at me? Like, she doesn't care. Either way, she just... <laughs> doesn't care and so and even like nina nina's not really she's not focused on what carly did wrong to her she's not she's mad at jacks for prioritizing whatever carly thought over her again nina is aware that she was dating jacks not carly so she's not necessarily putting her energy there her energy about carly is about she doesn't like carly's in her words, her narrative about Nell, but in reality, it's just that. It's reality. She doesn't like how Carly sees Nell. That's pretty much her only deal with Carly. Okay, so we know that we don't like the things that Jack says, but do we love the things that Valentine had to say? <laughs> I really do, and as much as I love Carly, I just felt like trying to go head-to-head with Valentine, I felt like she was out of her depth and it was a little cringy. What did you think? Okay, so that's the thing, which I think is really interesting about this whole Carly. I'm not saying it's a decline, but we know that she's off her normal beat and pace of things. So it was expected that she would want to go head to head with Valentine to have a win, but that it wouldn't work and it would end miserably. So when he said what he said about Jax and Sunny and she slapped him, I was like, I was happy to see the slap. I liked what he had to say, but it was too soon. <laughs> it was too soon. One, I really hope she doesn't sleep with him. Like, if she's going to sleep with anybody, no. That's my hope. <laughs> that's, 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 I know, right? That's my hope. But again, Valentina wasn't wrong. And the thing is, I don't think anyone's ever won going head-to-head with Valentine. He's always got something to say, you know what I mean? And not not only that, he has the temperament for battle. He's always calm, cool, and collected and in control all the time. So that's also another reason, you know, Carly is like part of her tactic is just be feeling superior when she's not. It gives her her, her superpower. You know what I mean? Like she's mm. run by emotion and, and j- it's just a lot of bravado really. And I just don't find like all that emotion that Carly ends up calling on in a fight works in the context of Valentine because he doesn't necessarily work with emotion. No, he doesn't, he doesn't jump into it. You know what I mean? Like he's way more logical. He's the guy who like cracks the mysterious code all the time, no matter what the storyline. Well, that's why I loved him in this foursome because he was like the peanut gallery. He was kind of like, he was saying yeah. the things that I wanted to say. And even yeah. though it's my favorite line and I won't save it for later, I'll say it now. When they were talking, she's like, oh, there could be a lot of different kinds of heart necklaces. How do we know that this is a match? And he's like, aliens could be using it as a tracking device. Like he just like swoops <laughs> in with all these little lines. <laughs> That's not what, but wow, that is good. That is good. Like, I, I have to admit, you know what I mean? Like, you can love, hate Valentine, but the dialogue mm-hmm. he gets at his delivery and just the way his character has been developed has been just amazing. Right? Like, he was just on point. I love having him as part of it. I love everything he had to say. And then he just kind of got to walk away from it all. <laughs> as usual, right? I just find, like, no matter what, he always walks away on top. He just does. Um, And, okay, so 
we, we can't kind of walk away from this conversation without taking a sec to talk about how ominous it became. Because, <laughs> like, when Nina spoke about Wiley at the grave site. Okay, like, yes. Because it's like, I mean, look, we've seen Nina. Like, she mothers <laughs> just fine like to kids that belong to her, don't belong to her. She's pretty kind. I admit with the Charlotte thing at first, she was really territorial and I didn't always agree with how she was kind of acting like Charlotte was hers. Yeah. Um, that was annoying. Like that was at the beginning, beginning, beginning when Lulu barely had uh, the right to even talk to her at all. Obviously okay. that evolved. That that evolved, you know? Um, so that's why it was really weird to watch at the gravesite. It was like, watch out, Wiley, grandma's coming. It was just like, what are your plans for the guy? And I'm kind of a, like, it, it, why it bothers me so much is like, here we go. Someone else making this about Carly. Nell was fighting Carly mm-hmm. for Wiley. And now here you are having Nina, who is about to battle Carly for Wiley, and I, I know nothing's happened yet, but even today when she made that phone call, I was like, does she remember that Wiley has a parent, a surviving parent, and it's Michael? Is she about to call Michael to arrange for a visit, or is her plan a hell of a lot more elaborate than that, like trying to file for like, you know, depending on where you are, some grandparents mm-hmm. have a right, and you can kind of actually sue mm-hmm. to get those rights met. So that's the thing. I don't know how far she's willing to go, but it kind of bothers me. Like, talk to Michael? Like, can you guys stop going through Carly for Wiley? It's driving me insane. Like, you're you're making, you're basically justifying everything she's trying to tell you. You're justifying. Exactly. So for me, when I saw the sinister music, I wrote, why is she saying all of this so sinister? Like when she just wants to get to know Wiley. So it's very, yes. which, so I was very confused at the sentiment behind it all. And I do think that it's going to be some big thing. Like she's go- exactly what you're saying. And the only person that's going to talk her down. So I think they're going to amp it up, amp it up, amp it up. And then Valentine is going to be the only one to put some logic into the situation and have her understand that she can still be part of Wiley's life and not have to go through all this to make it complicated and strain the relationship with Michael. And yeah, I, she can, she can have a family and be a part of a family without all of this drama. Exactly. And I kind of hope that Valentine does get to her first with regards mm-hmm. to all this. I mean, he's definitely learned a lot with his journey with Charlotte and Lulu And he's come to his own realizations with regards to that. And at the same time, again, going back to Valentin being logical and practical, like, again, he wanted revenge with Michael, but at the same time, he respected the guy enough that he didn't think he was, he didn't want to help Nell take away Wiley from him. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So I just, I think you, you might need Valentin to just point out like, hey, talk to Michael. Michael's reasonable. (laughs) Was he not the one like offering information and trying to like, you know, sort of console Nina when he was like, well, if she's your daughter, sorry about stuff. (laughs) She cray cray. It's, you know, like it just kind of drives me nuts, the bypassing of Michael and that he should have some say and at least talk to the guy and allow him to process you know, this other person that Wiley doesn't know wanting to spend mm-hmm. time with him. And at the very least, give, you know, Michael and Willow room to figure out how to make this easy. Like, I, like I'm like i sure it's uncomfortable and weird and they'll need a second to process the fact that, like, Wiley has this grandmother, that Nell actually had family and she's not, like, yes. an evil pod person. 
um, I, I just don't like that. I don't like that. And I don't, and I mean, look, I guess that's the point we want to like make Carly and Nina rivals. And I mean, we mm-hmm. saw that coming a mile away. It's just, I'm feeling protective of Wiley now. Because right? it's, getting, it's just getting stupid. Like, it's I have to go check stupid. on Wiley. Oh. I know. I know. I feel the need to check on Wiley right now. To be like, are you okay? And, oh my gosh. Anyways, but like from what I saw, I don't know if you caught this. So let me just take a minute to kind of talk about a few social media things that I saw. So mm-hmm. um, it was the actor who plays Wiley, both little boys. It was their birthday. Oh. And then, uh, yeah. So their mom had posted, you know, they're going to be at GH the following day and so then GH ended up posting them singing happy birthday to the boys and they did it in the quarter main living room there was a few cast members everybody was masked the crew was there super sweet one of the twins oh. couldn't blow out his candle because he didn't take his mask off which was so but <laughs> even though they were wearing masks I was like is this wait is that Nina and so then I felt like while that was so sweet to highlight the twins birthday I was like is this a spoiler like have they, you know what I mean about yeah. like Nina and where she would end up with, with the boys and all other <laughs> you know how I feel like when anyone tells me anything about our hospital I'm like that's a spoiler and I hate you even though it's just a thought in your head and we don't know if it's true <laughs> like that's just how I feel so seeing that I felt like it was a glimpse into some interaction for sure to come okay. and also Okay, the actor who plays Morgan. Yes. Couple of things. The guy was recently residing in New York and keeps posting in LA, in LA, and then posted <laughs> like pics of him and Sunny. Like they're they're doing something else together, like another like virtual or cameo event or whatever okay. or thing. So he posts that. And then Mm -hmm. earlier the week, he had posted, like, a story. And this is me starting rumors, and I have no problem (laughs) starting it. Uh, Remember that famous rumor I started years ago? (laughs) 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 It circled around to two people. (laughs) So so this is how I feel. He posts a a story of him, Mm -hmm. like, doing something. And all I could focus on is like, that looks like a beige wall to me. And does it maybe that looks like the hallway in General Hospital? I know that's oh my huge gosh. but that's like my gut feeling. I love that your gut feeling is what 90% of people paint their walls. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. No, but I do like the two previous clues. <laughs> <laughs> No, but legit, like, everybody's been mentioning him on the show. His name has popped up so much. This is how Ava's supposed to, like, gain her, what's the word I'm looking for? Redemption. Right, redemption. (laughs) Exactly. On the beige wall. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do believe you, though. I I do believe you. I pick up the breadcrumbs. (laughs) Okay, so let's just talk about that for a second so Ava and Nicholas so something that really was interesting that came from Nicholas's conversation with Laura is that Ava had a youth did you you know that that? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking no because I, I made a note to like talk to Mesh because like you don't know stuff so far back so okay so like I mean look we knew that 
like they never said much. We knew she was a gallerina. We knew that she didn't know Julian. She didn't grow up with him. Mm-hmm. We knew there was something about her mom. Either she abandoned something there. But no, nobody has. I, I feel like that was never articulated so blatantly right? in such a way. You know that she was abandoned. She grew up in foster homes. Like no one's wow. ever given her that backstory mm-hmm. that he just gave. Like and I and by backstory is like we can infer a lot of things. Of course, there are things that have been said over the years, but that type of thing was very vulnerable and it definitely humanized her. Like it just was a small line between him and his mother yeah. but I feel like it added so much to Ava the character and their story moving forward oh 100% with her growth and everything happening like I was really stuck on that line because it pieces everything together and as to why this is so important like she's not making it work because she wants to make it work she obviously loves Nicholas but like I mean it was last week or the week before when they're walking hand in hand with Avery and I'm hoping that Spencer comes back too, and they get to be this happy little family. Like his proposal was great. Like, of course, it was in the hospital. I love Laura's awkward face in the middle of it all as she just kind of slowly moved aside to give him the camera space. She <laughs> was. She, she was hilarious. <laughs> she was so hilarious in those scenes. Oh my gosh, but it was great. Like, I love the build up to all of it. Like the Franco conversation with Ava. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, we don't have all the time in the world. And then it just happened. Like, okay, so is their wedding going to happen at the same time as the double wedding? Yeah, so we need a third wedding. I think <laughs> I think I think there is gonna be the only wedding that actually happens. Me too. You know what I mean? Like I think that'll mm-hmm. definitely be a highlight. And I think that Laura and her family can use that. For Laura to have one child, and again, she's a lot more forgiving mm-hmm. than let's say Lulu was, and to have a moment where she sees that things are on track for one kid and to see that he's happy to have witnessed that moment. I think it definitely brings some light. Um, I did think of you uh, because Laura finally mentioned that she does kind of know Ava, that they were kind of friends. And she yes! kind of respect her. I'm like, finally! thank you. <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that you guys have actually cher- shared, shared, <laughs> shared some pivotal, <laughs> some pivotal moments. Um, a couple of things relating to Laura, Ava. So, when Ava was talking to Franco, I was mm-hmm. really happy that they picked back up on that itty-bitty detail about mm-hmm. the graffiti. Yes, me too. Because that was a significant flash early on for Franco to be like, crap, am I actually blanking in time? So I liked I liked that. I liked bringing that up. And I don't know if that's just... Um, basically a rekindling of the closest between Ava and Franco, that little detail. I hope that that's what that is as well. I hope so. I mean, I love their friendship. I don't want things to change with them. And it was funny because when she kind of mentioned like that, because when we come to find out that she never answered him when he proposed at the gym, I did, Mm -hmm. it did cross my mind that it was because it was at the gym. It was funny (laughs) to hear her say it, but also, you know, like she didn't trust it too. So there was another layer to that, that she talked out with um, Franco. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of the proposal was when she sparkled, when he said that he loved her style. Oh, that yeah. was adorable. Um, but I want to go back to the like initial conversation with Laura and Nicholas that kind of angered me a little bit. So in the, mm-hmm. when, the, when they started talking, Laura starts to share with Nicholas some concerns about Dante as a whole. Okay, And I got scared for a split second about what that meant for Rocco. Because remember, 
Anna goes to Kevin. I bought oh. her concerns about Dante. Mm-hmm. Kevin tells Laura, of course, Olivia's involved. That also takes care of Rocco. The family's involved. And Nicholas says, we'll all be here if anything. But it's just, that really bothered me that Anna's running around to protect her right? son. And it never even occurred to her <sighs> the potential damage that this could have done to Dante's personal life. And luckily, I think it was Laura or whoever acknowledged that, you know, he's completely fine, like, with Rocco. Yes. And it's not reason enough to kind of take his child away because he's cold to Anna and doesn't like Peter. Eh. <laughs> oh my God. Anna gets my like most annoying person of the week award. Right? I, I just liked when she went to, okay, okay. <laughs> Before she even gets to visit Dante, she gets the wrath of Elizabeth, which was super Oh my God. To me. It was like, amazing. Right? So she's amazing. Like, she's at work and she puts her hand on Kevin and it looks like she's like interrupting for like work related. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Anna. <laughs> do you know what your son did to my family and then I was I was like where is this going because you know like Elizabeth doesn't need much reason <laughs> to, to, to like get into stuff but <laughs> she finally you know said the reason why I'm even coming to you about this is because I don't want to come to your wedding anymore and I absolutely love that but I just hated Anna you know just like because like Elizabeth is bringing the valid points here you know yes. what I mean? The man put her entire family in freaking danger and you expect him to still show up at your wedding like this right? makes zero sense. And then she's like, well, um, she was reaching. Didn't he like say them once? Ugh. It's like, we're past Ugh. that. So he does so one nice thing once that this is going to like make us all act psychotic and pretend he's not acting like a jerk now. Because again, for all Elizabeth knows from what she t- can tell is that he did this for a headline. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't mm-hmm. realize there's a lot more to it, but it looks terrible. But my favorite part was when Elizabeth tells Anna, look, I love Finn and I love Violet, but we can't go. And I'm just like, <laughs> Anna's <laughs> also there. And that's not a factor of anything. It's not even why she's going. It has nothing to do with Anna. Oh my God. I didn't even catch that. But there was really like, I love Kevin's fast escape. That was fantastic. Yes. That was really funny, actually. And Anna's face went, Anna's face. (laughs) (laughs) When Elizabeth is like, who is the real Peter? Yes. Oh my God. They will find out. Like her face just, I couldn't, I could (sighs) not this week at all. Yeah. Especially when she was having her conversation with Valentine. Oh. Oh, it was so hard to watch. So hard to watch her. I love them putting it denial. together. Because to me, I'm just like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, you, like, like, you guys know he was involved with right? the switch from the start. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so funny. Like, look, I'm sorry. I'm really hung up on that tiny detail being such a big deal. Like, from the start, it's like everyone knows uh-huh. that Peter used to work with his father. Everyone knows this. And the big secret for years now has been he had a bigger role in <laughs> evil. And I'm just like, wow, sucker. <laughs> so, like, I mean, look, I get the logic. A few weeks back, Jason walked us through Peter's entire arc. So I get yeah. it. And I'm fine with it. I'm accepting of it. But I guess for me, it's always been really hard to latch on to that detail. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You no, know, but it was like the whole thing. Like he lied to us. Would he? it's like, yeah, no shit. He's gonna lie to you. Sorry. Oh wow. <laughs> but that's the thing. When Valentine was like, he lied. But then Valentine had a flashback of him saying, mm-hmm. "When I kidnapped Drew," and I'm like, okay. <laughs> what? So what are you putting together? That is he 
they're like, oh know. my gosh, it means that he knew Drew before Port Charles. And then Valentina is like a vivid, you know, memory of Peter saying just that. Oh, MG, like I couldn't. I had such a hard time with that whole thing. And then Peter yelling at Nathan at the grave. Like you went yes! to his grave to yell at a grave. I'm so confused and I don't like you. Well, they were just acting up his email. Like his email <laughs> is very like caricature and funny and he gets like all cold. I hate yes. it though. Like I hate it. Like I'm like, don't talk to Nathan like that. Like I was right? so so irritated. But then I was thinking about that whole thing because the first person that went to the grave all week was Valentine. Yeah, so what's with that? Because I wasn't watching, like, the, when Valentine, like, were they close? Or did he, did he just do that because of his relationship with Nina? Um, You know, Valentine, a lot of it is out of respect. And mm-hmm. he respects Nathan. And Nathan did his best to respect um, Nina's choices. But he was also right there trying to make sure she didn't get back with him. Okay. For, because Valentine had lied so much and this is something that you know Nathan was really aware of and at one point they broke up and he was trying to support her to stay away from him because you know it was that it was that awful cycle that she was going through like he's lying right. to me he's lying to me and he keeps breaking my heart so he was right there in that like cycle she was going through when she tried to leave him and inevitably she ended up going back to him mm-hmm. but yeah Nathan was there he saw that that Valentine hurt her and he also you know respected her decision once uh once she went back with him so again i think like now that i saw the week play out so again i was like what does that mean you know valentine mm-hmm. was there first and maxi for some reason thinks it was nina um and so then when it wrapped up on friday and you see that he went back and peter was there i think the one thing that stood out for me was that everybody who went there has a connection to nathan yes except for peter you know what I mean? Like his connection is superficial. He didn't actually mm-hmm. know him. Regardless of whatever relationship Valentine had with Nathan, they had one. They were in each other's lives. They shared a common love of Nina. Yes. And I think it highlights not only who was close to Nathan, but also who who was close to um, Nina. And for me, what stuck out was Jax's has zero connection to Nathan. Mm-hmm. Peter has zero connection to Nathan um, and I feel like that's what it showed it showed that Valentine was family well I like that because I, I do see it that way because no matter how they broke up he's always looking out for her because she'll always just be there yeah and he was there um, supporting Nina when when um, Nathan died mm-hmm. and you know he was also there and present when Maxie lost it over Lulu so remember that you know yeah. Lu- there was that tie with Lulu and she blamed Lulu for Nathan's death and I mean Valentine was there for everything um, so I do think in part and I guess we forgot that you know he works with, with Maxie right. with deception but we forget that they were a foursome sort of you know what I mean not hmm. so much like the foursome that he had with, like, Dante and Lulu, but, like, they were family. True. Hmm. Very valid. Like, that, and then, okay, so let's take it back. You're talking about Maxi. Maxi gets there first. Um, Dante said some very significant words to her. Yeah, that really struck me, because, like, I mean, for a long time now, and, I mean, look, Maxi made the list of all the men in her life that have warned her about Peter, and it was just interesting, because the whole approach was very, very different it wasn't about peter being a bad guy right you know dante has been stuck on the fact that nathan is is the peter is nathan's brother and for the first time he was able to say more about that and it 
looks like all this time that's what he was thinking. He just felt as though perhaps Maxie was reaching with Peter. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of hit her hard. Yes, it was so heartbreaking. It was the first time she questioned Peter. The fact that she said at the gravesite, like one, hearing all the things she was saying to Nathan, watching how that love was still very much there and strong. Mm-hmm. And then actually being able to say, like, I don't think I'm seeing him clearly. And honestly, ugh, like Nathan was amazing. And while his sisters were not perfect, yeah. you know, and, you know, even his, his wife, they were all, all over the place. But he was sort of that calm. You know, yes. that centering person, that good person that saw the good in all of them. But frankly, I can't really picture him extending that to Peter. Like, oh, I don't gosh, know. No. It would be so no. weird and bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really felt for Maxine. It was just strange to watch all these warnings over and over and over. But to then see that thing that would hit her. Right? Because it's real. It's not, it's, it's different. It hits her to the core. It's not just gossip. It's not hearsay. It's not... You you can't talk your way out of this one. There was a lot of heartache at the grave. And again, I mean, Britt is just spectacular. And when oh, she showed up, I could not her. have been happier. And even mm-hmm. Nina was like, I forget you were his sister. <laughs> but I like that. I liked one remembering and allowing Britt to stay and all of the girls like connecting. And I could not have been more thrilled when they formed a more official bond. Yes. I love that. I I just like that lately. I just feel like we're seeing more other like other characters getting some room. Yes. And, you know, we're actually watching more relationships occur and take place. Is it just me or I don't know. Are you getting that feeling too? No, I agree too. It's like different. We've talked about this a lot that we love when different characters intermingle. And I find there's so much more of that. There's so much people supporting each other. I love this like little, you know, women's support system and that we're lifting each other up and encouraging each other. But yes, there's a lot of different characters that are getting room, like, they're getting the spotlight, which is, I love it. And I like that they, you know, took the time to recognize their relationship and to really bring it together and just make it official. I really like that. But I also love them scanning their family tree because they're all messed up. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, when we talk about Nell being like, it's because she never had a chance. Was no. it, though? <laughs> Was it? Because, <laughs> like, I don't know about the genes, though, in the fam. Just saying. <laughs> like... <laughs> But I love what Britt had to say to Maxie. It's like, if you're yeah. going to expect, it's like, it doesn't matter what he did. Even if he was a perfect angel, these are his parents. Faison was his father. You're always going to be judged and you have to be prepared for that. Like, that was, that was really good. And Maxie does have to realize that. She's not going to be able to win people over, like, walking around like Elizabeth. Like, love Franco. I love him. He's great, but he is great though. Just <laughs> he is, he is. But the, but you know what's funny? Even Dante admitted that people can admit that. Even Maxie can admit he's yeah. a loving father. They just don't necessarily want to have a relationship with him. Like I just can't wait for Peter's thing to crumble. I just I, my heart has been breaking for Britt a lot lately. Like I find in her scenes, even with Jason, or when she's in a stressful situation, like she, you can tell she's more emotional. In the past, yes. you know, she was always like this evil character, and now like. Her eyes are always watering. You could tell that things are really impacting her. I love, I love this Brit that we're getting to see. And I hated it. Like, I felt everything when she was there. She's holding this heavy secret about Peter. And she's watching Maxie about to marry this guy. And I just mm-hmm. felt everything of how complicated things were for Brit. I just kind of wish that that Maxie would have shared. Because she tried. Brit tried inviting her to share, like, what are your concerns about Peter? Yes. Okay, so about Maxie, though. 
things about her interaction with um, Dante. So mm-hmm. again, it was just interesting coming in there after his earlier visit, giving him a kiss. And then once he wakes up, bam, the whole like Ugh, Peter yeah. thing shoved down his throat. So while again, she argues that other people question her about Peter she's also shoving Peter down people's throats. So I think that also rubs them the wrong way that it's not natural because we see that Peter is eavesdropping, but let's all not forget that Dante's eyes opened. He has Mm -hmm. not said much. And then Maxie launches into this conversation as if they have been talking. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's what confused me. Like Peter walks in, he thinks he's like listening in the middle of a conversation, but it's really just the start. Like all those things that, like Maxie was saying, and inferring about what Dante thinks. Again, that was just all her just spewing everything out at him. Yes, so true. (laughs) And if we just contrast his visits with, like, let's say Maxie versus Sam, it's like, like, I said this ages ago before Dante even came back, that, you know, if he were to come back, it's when, like, Lulu is, like, in another relationship, and I would love Mm -hmm. to see Dante return and be his charming self, the way that, like, he flirted with Lulu. And mm-hmm. I am so <laughs> over the moon to just get charming Dante. Like the banter between these two are ridiculous. Like the back and forth. Like as soon as the scene started, I was like, what? What? Like she was standing in the room, like fluffing <laughs> his pillow, being right? all up in his space. And they even flirted in front of Alexis. This is what like this is what got me. Like they were they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop the back and forth with each other. Like uh, like like Alexis, she's the one who put him in the hospital. She pushes through the cop. The cop comes in and, and is all like, oh, yeah, like, are you guys okay with this? And he's like, I got my bodyguard. And she's like, oh, stop. And again, Alexis is like a total wreck. Just got out of jail. <laughs> coming to see if Dante's alive and well. And these two are like, oh, my gosh. Like, Dante. Like, it was just massive, <laughs> massive flirting. It was crazy. It was so crazy. And then it's like when you see him talk to Maxi, you know, there's a difference there's a lot of depth there and again I like I hate I hate this idea of picking either or because I just mm-hmm. feel like I'd like to see how all of that runs its course right all of it <laughs> like both, <laughs> like, I think I'm waiting for them to have their scene hopefully after COVID so we could like get a real scene <laughs> a real one. Oh my gosh I okay okay remember I had said a few podcasts ago that like, well, like it looks like a new foursome was emerging. You know, we saw Sam bonding with Elizabeth at the apartment. We saw Sam mm-hmm. extending kindness to Franco, giving him water. With oh, right. Headache. We saw yes. like Dante had a conversation with Elizabeth and it was weird. It was like, huh, I know that they were kind of like, they were family at a point, but I, I've legit never seen these two interact a ton. Um, and so then we actually had them all in the same room two couples look at you because remember they're going to be forever bonded their sons are brothers sons are brothers (laughs) (laughs) it just sounded like it could have been a story i know but you got that you got that (laughs) so yeah so that was fun for me to see them all in the same room and i just was dying of how like sam acted like it was a chore oh I'll hang out with you, Dante. Like, I was like, are you for real? Oh, my God. Okay, so all of that, I loved it. I loved the chemistry. I loved her fluff in the pillow. I loved the banter. He had, like, 
he looked like himself again, like you said. Like, he wasn't this cold focus on clicking a pen type situation. And I love the part when he was, it was also casual, when he was trying to put on his pants. And she walks right in. And she wasn't even phased. And then he falls right into her. So he's literally falling for Sam. Absolutely. Me too. I was like, all right. All she right. doesn't care that he's <laughs> putting his pants on. She did kind of like trip a little bit when she walked in, but I don't <laughs> think it had anything to do with his pants off. Um, but I loved it. Like stuff is happening. And it's like, because I'm in my head, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to love each other. And I can't <laughs> wait. And so then when the elevator opens at the Metro Court and Jason sees me, I'm like, oh, oh God. I yeah, stop. exactly. But then in reality, Jason's like, hey guys, Dante, how are you? Like, he's like, <laughs> like it wasn't a thing. Like maybe to Sam a little bit, but like, and I thought it was to Jason at first, but then he's like, no. But it was it was dramatic for me, super dramatic. Well, it's like when you're doing something you're not supposed to, and you think the whole world knows. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like Jason had a lot of not caring, and so did Sam. She's like, "Come on, let's go. Let me buy you lunch." And they didn't say <laughs> bye to Jason. Like that's so funny about soap operas. No one ever says bye with the hand. I phone. know. It's like you're supposed to just know intuitively. And I'm like, I like that's interesting. That's interesting. It doesn't work in real life, but whatever. It's called hanging up on someone. Anyway, right? um, <laughs> so about Jason, it was the first time that I saw Jackie Templeton be flustered. Right. Oh my gosh. That was an amazing scene though, because she just kept talking faster and faster. And when he walked away, what did she say when he walked away? I thought it was really funny. Finally, like he speaks. Yeah, he speaks. <laughs> and I was like, but well, why would he speak to you? Like, if you know, right? I mean, I get it. She's like, a, but this is what I mean about merging worlds. It's like, yeah, you're like great at what you do. You're like an investigative reporter, like in the real world. But then it's like, what do you expect when you talk to Jason? It's like, you're just going to have that in that no one else has ever had? Because you're in a space? I think the thing about her is she has all this bravado, all of this, like, I'm going to try and at least see what happens. I don't think she really expected anything out of it. And then you put her in a scene with Finn, and she's completely unraveled. <laughs> this is one of those other stupid things that I think and do in scenes. Mm-hmm. So when she was with Finn today, she said something like, but I lost my temper. All I kept hearing was, I lost my Templeton. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. I love it. I, I do need to ask you this, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, in her mind, she's saving Scott. What Scott was doing, I have no idea. Like, I have no Scott idea either. Doing, like, you, my son, the veil threats. It's like, oh, God. Like, just part of me is like, Franco, look at what you did. Look at what you did. Like, this, <laughs> is just, this is just so annoying, especially now that we know it's not something Jason would do. Well, anyway, we don't know. We um, don't know. So, so, so when she, and it occurred, this occurred to me, is like Scott's known him forever and it can play a role in why he does, he's not so phased by like Jason the hitman. But when she pulled Scott away and was kind of asking like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like pushing his buttons. And then they started talking about Jason Quartermain and he's like, oh, I used to know this guy when he had a ton of sweater vests and and so what did you think about Jackie and Scott rehashing Jason's history? I didn't know what to make of it because obviously we don't want another brain injury. I don't know if they're just giving some context to who he is now and to contrast it out or if something's actually going to happen. Yes, I hope but nothing pa- happens. I don't know if something's going to happen, but pair that mm-hmm. with the scene with Britt. 
the whole like I took oh, biology. Right. Looking right. in the microscope. Is that what you call it? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm like, did I say telescope? Is this what's the star one? Never about. <laughs> and then sitting behind the doctor desk. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's so what our... doctors call it. <laughs> so are are we thinking? <laughs> I can't focus right now. I'm just like, come here. I I have a consult, but I just get behind my doctor desk. <laughs> Can I buy it on Amazon? <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll try to listen. <laughs> I love that you're this amused with yourself. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, yeah. I lost it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So Jason, the doctor, like, again, remember, they keep bringing up memory, memory mappings, and twins. Right, and, okay, right. Know? Right, right. Okay, so I, you got me back on track. So with this whole thing with Sunny with Amnesia, I don't think anything's going to happen to Jason. We may have already talked about it. Not that he's going to lose his memories, but that he'll gain some old ones back. Yeah. And that this is what they keep pushing towards. The way I see it going down is that when Sunny comes back and does regain his memory, Jason got a taste of what it's like to have power, to make decisions, to do things um, in a vastly different way than the role he's used to. Will he leave the mob entirely and then pursue this other fast track career and completely change the pace of life? Where do you go after that? Where do you go from being on the top? Like, I don't think it's going to be on the top for a little bit. I think it's going to take some time, like poor Charles time, not like real timeline. And then it's all taken away. What do you do now? Sleep with his wife. Yes, and then become a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, what do you do? If you can't be a hitman and kill people, what's the next best thing? murder people in the operating room no joking <laughs> being a doctor but it, it would be crazy like it sounds so crazy but I don't know it's possible that they could do it well I, I just don't know what to think it just it's just it strikes me like of course Jackie Templeton is, is like a an older character a more long-standing character that existed and you know I like her little nod like let's get the 80s crew back together I like yeah. the nod to the past and apparently there was a nod to the past that we totally missed that I don't know I would not have known mm -hmm. but apparently when Anna told Finn when they were joking around about like ice fishing like about how like Chase likes ice fishing and she's like don't knock it apparently it's in reference to an old scene with her and Duke Aww. I love it, you know what I mean so a lot of nod to the past and I don't know, just the stuff about Jason, it just makes me think if they're taking that into a different direction. And I don't know, maybe that's when Sam gets her happily ever after with him. Maybe. I mean, we, we like to see him. We talked about having him in law enforcement, but pulling on this knowledge of, like, medicine and that he was studying to be a doctor, like, I can see it being real. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, for Jason to be looking in a microscope and be like, yeah, I took biology. Or no, 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 it was organic chemistry, he said. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. So going to Finn, I could not have found it funnier listening to Chase's dad talk about Chase being like, you're like a puppy. Everyone loves puppies. And Chase is like, should I be offended that his dad just kept running with the, with the analogy? I loved it. And then even later when he's talking to Finn, he's like, you know, I, I worry about Chase. He's like, so trusting and like, and he's a cop. <laughs> it's like, how is he not walking into walls? Should he be wearing a helmet right now? Like, it was just the way that they were talking to him. It was so funny. And even that point when, like, they were saying, what are you saying? Father like son. And I was just dying. I'm like, it depends on who's the father. But, yeah, something like that, Chase. <laughs> like, 
grandpa like grandson. <laughs> oh! Oh! It didn't even occur to oh, me. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> that his dad was be, would be his grandpa. That, oh, oh my gosh. That, that's okay. Like, his world would legit be ripped upside down. Not only is it gonna, gonna be like my brother slept with my mom, <laughs> <laughs> my dad is my grandpa. <laughs> But he would be funny. like, how do you say it? Like, you'd be baptized into the Port Charles world. Like, you gotta have that messed up family sitch. But you know what's crazy? Because if he goes, my brother slept with my mom, it's like, it's not true. Well, it, is, it could be true, but it, it's like, my dad slept with my mom. Sorry, it's too messed up for me. Really I get it. I get it. I'm totally <laughs> following what you're saying, and I love it's, it. Um, yeah. <laughs> My brother so dad slept with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandpa dad didn't know a thing about it. <laughs> oh, okay, God. one of my faves about like Finn talking with Anna. So Anna suggests, hey, no one has to know. And then Finn <laughs> is like, isn't it worse to know and not say anything? I don't know, Anna. What do you think? <laughs> like, like this is horrible because now Finn's brought her into this thing. So he's being honest about whether or not he's like Chase's dad or not. And he's looping her in, but she like, didn't No, she never will. And that's obviously going to be their demise. And that's why they're doing this. But I'm like, listen to her talk about honesty and keeping secrets and doing the right thing for the greater good. It's like, Oh, go shut your face. And it, like, honestly, I was just hoping that Brit would just put Anna in her place because I feel so bad for her. You know what I mean? Trying to trick her into giving up her mom. Like, you you oh. already made her give up her mom once. You know what I mean? Um, that they pointed out this week. And now you're mm-hmm. trying to, like, find out where Obrecht is. You're accusing Obrecht of killing that doctor when that's not at all the case. Like, it's driving me nuts. Like, it's driving right? me nuts. And, and like, going after Brit, everyone's going after Brit. Not only is Anna, but apparently Laura and Jordan plan on using her too. I, I was laughing at that scene because these two powerful women who we love and how their cal- characters have been developed. But like Jason's like a million steps ahead of you. Yeah, he's already doing Like that. when they did that scene, I was like, wait a second. They didn't know? <laughs> that did not even occur to me. Because one, she's not, she's not Cyrus's second. Like she doesn't even know no. what's happening. Exactly. But it, but it just occurred to me that that plan is already in motion. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for that. So they accomplished nothing. <laughs> no, no. Because when they were talking, Laura and Jordan, it was like, what do they have here that they didn't have in the other place? A hospital. Like, okay, where is this going, guys? And also, like, with Jordan, it was like, I love how she remembered that Alexis is supposed to be, like, a person in her life. She's like, we're all worried about you. Even me. <laughs> I know. Nobody gave her the end of the week script, so I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I read it. It's like, I'm going to pretend on this one. But, yeah, that was just um, kind of horrible. So, what's up with Alexis? Because now, like, things are not going well. And mm-hmm. what happened to the osteoporosis storyline? Everybody forgot about it. <laughs> it's just because, like, when that came out, like, she did an interview about it. And it was, like, this collaboration with raising awareness. And, again, it may not be the end of the storyline, but I I guess I saw it going somewhere different. Like, I felt like she was diagnosed, and then a lot of the stuff was going to revolve around that. And, you know, obviously it took a turn with all the other things going on in her life. So, 
yeah, I guess I was just confused about the osteoporosis storyline and I guess wondering, are we going to see her behind bars? I'm wondering. I mean, I do like that she went to the, the AA meeting. I like yeah. that she followed Curtis in. Like, take it out of context. This Hawkeye just says, come on, come with me to this meeting. It'll be great. Just just come on with me. She's like, okay. <laughs> I think that's part of her pattern. <laughs> like, like, I just... But it was just interesting because I was watching that and I love that Monica was there. I oh, love that Curtis too. was there. Mm. And then I'm like, I know this is bizarre, but I'm like, oh, you're missing some other friends. Brando, Sasha. <laughs> I'm like, was there anyone else that could have been there? But I, I did like that they, they did that. And I like that I can name other people on the show that have addiction issues. And I like that that is something known in their world. You know what I mean? That multiple mm-hmm. people are dealing with this and there are multi- multiple people that can confront her. Like even Finn, like, I like that. I, I, I that's, that's kind of what I like about the addiction storylines on GH is that there's a lot of people to kind of come in to reach her and to relate to her. I agree. And I'm hoping, like, I know she's all discouraged and I think Curtis gave her a little bit of hope by seeing his story. Yeah. Everybody has a sad story and I'm, I don't know if they'll be leaning on each other, but I think more so her eyes are a tiny, tiny bit open to the fact that there are people around her. It may not be Sam. It may not be whoever. Sam is obviously still trying, but I think there's a sliver of hope. I don't think she's going to go to jail, even though she should. Well, with with Martin as her lawyer, she has a good chance. Mm -hmm. And look, she's in a bad place, but I I appreciate the honesty, her sharing with people that she's not even sure she wants to stop. But she got that one day chip from Monica. And the fact that she went to the meeting at all is a really, and then stayed. You know what I mean? She never Mm -hmm. had to stay. She could have walked out and she didn't have to share. So I think that a lot of those things are some positive stuff. And I'm hoping that instead of a jail sentence, that Martin... Because he said, who's it? He said to Carly, he said to somebody that like, I like Alexis, that's why I'm helping her. Maybe it was Jordan, um, that he's helping her, that she gets to go to rehab instead. So get clean for real. And I think it's logical. You know what I mean? Somebody rejecting rehab, like they have an addiction issue. Why would it be bizarre that readiness doesn't play a role in this? Mm-hmm. And that as things worsen, that she might be more open to it. So you know what? Maybe Martin will get her the help that she needs. But what did you think of Cyrus this week? Oh my gosh, he freaking annoyed me. Look, I'm right? an emotional human being. I, I carry this photo in an envelope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people have That's emotions so who carry around, like, pictures of people they love. They're smushed into their wallet. They're in a place where you see them all the time. No one's, like, carrying around this, like, pristine envelope. Like, I don't understand, like, what you're talking about. He's like, see, I am a human. And I was just mad that Laura gave into that. I was mad that she even bothered to look at it and and showed him that that he got to her. And I was also annoyed with her conversation with Carly because, look, she's she's trapped because Mm -hmm. parts of her, you know, want to fight for Martin, not Cyrus, of course. Part of her feels for Florence. She did meet her in person and actually saw her in her condition. But she also knows that it's just not possible to walk back a kidnapping. Right? So that's what bothered me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's not a good idea. None of it is. Like everything she was saying, it was like, well, who cares? Like, what are we going to do? It sucks. It's not going to be forever. No, and I love, love, love that that the plan that Carly and Jason came up with that the phone got delivered to Martin and what Florence said, I thought was so cute. Like she seems so happy. She's getting well-fed. The food's delicious. Yeah. The nursing staff's paying a ton of attention to her. So it's like Martin might just want her to stay there. (laughs) 
as long as he can go visit like that would probably be the next step and then we probably see her there for a while <laughs> yeah but the crappy thing is that Jackie's onto them that little detail that Scott spilled yeah. and like I'm sorry but Bobby if you are um like on a mm-hmm. secret kidnapping mission why do people know you're in Vermont Right, you might as well just give them the freaking address and like coordinates. <laughs> I don't know what Jackie's gonna do with that because remember, Valentine offered her a chance to be included in the story to which yes. she can write about it later. Which makes me really nervous. So I'm hoping this whole DNA test will throw her off and that she'll kind of forget about Bobby for a while. Oh, I really hope so too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So speaking of Chase, did I miss something? Like, I rewound to see if I missed something. Because all I right? saw him saying, Willow, I missed you. And then he tells Finn, like, she told me there's a chance. I'm like, <laughs> when? Like, when? I was like, is he delusional? Is he interpreting what she's saying? Is he interpreting her looks? And I, I just, I'm confused, big time. Super confused. Because she still looks super into Michael. Like, yes, she might have feelings for both of them. But when he said... You know, I think she was disappointed when he said, like, don't stay at the main house, stay at, like, what is it, the boat house or something? He said the gatehouse. That kind of confused me. I'm like, what is that? What's a gatehouse? Right? Okay. Is it next to the entrance? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine in the tower. Is it it next to the front gates? I'm like, whatever. It sounds like she's getting a house and she'll probably take it and then Chase can go see her there and then Michael can watch from the windows. (laughs) (laughs) Their relationship is oh so weird. Well, there's, like, a lot going on. They're, like, planning Sunny's funeral, and it's just weird. Like, I mean, this will give everybody a chance to get emotional, because it is odd. Like, Carly's dressed up, and she's going to work. Yeah. And it's just weird. It's just weird. Because it's, like, not real. Well, yeah, like, everybody's just holding on to hope, but the part that made me giggle is when he's, like, sitting down with Willow, and he's trying to explain, like, okay, the danger initially was Franco, and now it's this whole funeral thing, because, you know, like, my name is Michael, and I'm named after my dad, and they might think that I'm gonna take over. I'm like, in what world? (laughs) I know. Like, to me, me too, I'm like, you're still on this? Like, no one thinks that. Like, nobody thinks that. Like, Jason? Everyone knows Jason's taking over, and everyone knows that. Even Cyrus called a meeting with Jason. Like, no one called a meeting with you. (laughs) And I love, like, it wasn't mansplaining, but it was, like, Quartermain CEO-splaining when he's, like, Jason, Carly, and Michael are in the room, and they're talking about, like, the hierarchy of the business and why they're doing the funeral and how that will impact them and all of that. He's, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, a hostile takeover, and then you do the blah, 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 and I'm, like, is he, like, mansplaining corporate talk to understand mob but to, world? But to who? <laughs> to himself? I know. Like, do you not understand anymore? <laughs> I love him. Like, I love him as a character, but sometimes, yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> it is super funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so going from funny to something that made me kind of nervous. What? What? Okay, so- <laughs> okay there's too much buildup now. <laughs> and then you're going to go into panic, and I won't be able to bring you down. Okay, so when Cam and Trina were talking at oh, Kelly's. yeah. It made me really nervous when everybody left and says, I'm going to protect my family. And then he said, no matter what. Yeah, that's not good. Like, at never all. good. Never no. good. Never good. Super but scared. It could be kind of funny. It could be like we're going to watch Cameron just follow Franco around. I hope so. As okay, if it's bodyguard. that, that would make me super happy. And not that he makes a decision to do something ridiculous which I don't know what that would be at this point in time but he makes me nervous 
I mean, look, it's all about protecting Franco's is either he'll just do it himself. But I liked his suggestion. Like, I don't know. Joss has got a bunch. I'll ask for one. So. That's hilarious. Or he goes and have like a heart to heart with Jason. Like, can I have a, a bodyguard? Hmm. That would be interesting. I, I right? wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, look, there was a there was a time where there was a lot of Cameron Jason scenes. So I wouldn't put it past him to maybe get some tips from Jason or to talk to him. Um, but there was a couple things that I loved. Like, I could not have been more in love with Scott, Franco and Cam. Oh, right. It was amazing. So amazing. They have great chemistry together. They do. It's just beautiful to watch. You know what I mean? Like. I like Scott is Cameron's grandfather. You know, there's so much history there. Even like, I, I just love the connection because it's a family that just came together. Because remember, you know, like it's not like Scott raised Franco. These are just mm-hmm. three men that have just are now family. And I just loved watching them together. It was so magic, just that little scene. Um, but also with Franco, I'm just like, just do it for the children. Get a bodyguard. Right. Like, <laughs> like just say yes. Just let it be. Well, I love Trina. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I had some for a while. It's not so bad. You get used to it. <laughs> I, I, I know. That's just, like, the messed up world that they live in. But, okay. <laughs> let's not forget. So, earlier, I was like, oh, is Scott sad? Because he's telling, like, Franco, well, I'm just going to go home alone. And he made that a thing. Right. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, gosh. This is Scott being, like, super anxious about the fact that he's hiding out. Well, Obrecht is hiding out with him. And that was so funny. Like, Brit, like, this is what I mean that's yes. so amazing about her. Like, when she initially started the show, again, she was just this mean, like, witch in the bridge, and that's who she was. And now I see this amazing, excellent, talented, comedic actress. I see, like, the drama. You know what I mean? Like, there's just mm-hmm. so much more range. And she just, like, hits it out of the park. And a few things that, like, struck me was, like, her reaction and the way her face changed when her mom says, nobody threatens my Britta. Like, just, like, because she's yeah. always dying for her mom's love. Obrecht wasn't always, like, super kind to her or supportive mm-hmm. of her when she was, like, pushing her to fake a baby for, to get Patrick and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So for Brit, for the first time, to feel that she's being her mom. Yes. And just how she teased her about Scott and just how she, like, left. It was just, the whole thing was so funny and so well done. Oh, my God. I loved it so much. I loved just her delivery. Like, what are you helping Scott with? <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I mean. Like, she really, really brings the funny. And there's a few characters where there's, like, room to do that. And, like, she's definitely one of them. And I love her scenes because, like, you never know. You get that fun, silly, playful Brit. You have the one that will, like, call people out. She's direct. You know, the way she was with Peter. The way she, like, was honest in that nice way with Maxie mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then the emotional scene sometimes when you see that she's scared or when her hands are shaking like I just feel like we're seeing so much of her and it would really kill me if she died off the show like I really don't want <sighs> that to happen you know what I mean me like how emotional she got when she said I've never had any female friends and she hasn't had any friends you know what I mean aside from mm-hmm. Brad that's so true yes I really want to see Brit hang around for a long time for you know, these drugs that Cyrus is working on in some strange way, in a roundabout way, the choice she made to work there in part was to see if these drugs would work for what she has. That's what I'm wondering. You know what I mean? Like Finn has come up with miracle cures before. So I do wonder if there's something that will end up happening um, with Brit or the kind of help that she might be able to get. Oh, goodness. I sure hope so. I think we covered all of it. So every week you get a little nervous. 
So I'm going to yep, ask you this question. <laughs> you feel the bubbling in your tummy. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a favorite line? Do you want to give a gold star, a unicorn, a thumbs up, a thumbs down? Oh my, okay. Well, now that you're saying it um, <laughs> <laughs> for the first time this week about the gold star, I'm going to give it to Brit because I just kept going on and on about her. My favorite line is when Scott calls Kevin, he's a big dumb puppet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's I, great. I enjoyed that a lot, and I also liked, I mean, look, Maxie was hesitant, but I really appreciated her saying to Peter, I just think that if it wasn't for you, Dante wouldn't have ended up in the hospital, and you're pretty horrible. And so I just, I just liked her gentle way of being like, you shouldn't have done that, and literally blaming him for Dante. Yes, that was an, a fantastic scene. So I definitely agree with you. Gold star to Brit. I'm also giving a gold star to Valentine. I think he just yes. was seamlessly interweaved into so many stories this week. There were so many scenes with him, and he was on point in every single one of them. I enjoyed all of them with him. Me too. <laughs> and my line, I already said it, I believe. Um, which I don't remember right now, but I said it was earlier it about in aliens? the podcast. Yes, and the aliens. Necklaces? Yes, so that was my favorite. And a scene that stuck out to me was the symphony in the kitchen with Carly and Jason when he was having his coffee. The you, way they yes! moved around the kitchen in perfect harmony. It just, I just found it stuck out, and it, it just like. I don't know. It just like leveled up their relationship. I know we were keeping a close wow. eye on them. There's something about that scene that just like really stuck with me. No, me too. I actually rewound because they just flowed. And then he's like, thank you. And she just handed things off seamlessly. So I just rewound and I watched that again. No, that is so true. There was something very um, good. <laughs> I know. Like, I can't find the right word. Like, magical. No... It leveled up their relationship, but not really. There was it just, was I dance. don't know what it was. It was like this. Yes, this perfect synchronicity, dance. synchronicity yes. between between them, I think is what it was. And there is another line that actually I really thought was super funny. Cyrus to Jordan, you'd be the hero for once. <laughs> 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 so funny, so funny. So that, oh my gosh, we did it. Another week down. Awesome cheat. Cannot wait for next week. That's a wrap. Everybody have an awesome, awesome weekend. Bye. Bye.